0: Episode thirty four. Four. Wow. I'm back you totally got your shit together. That and absolutely. Do we?
1: Do you see it all together here? You can Look see at it this. gathered, all got of out, it out of together. the shit store, sold to the shit store.
0: <laughs> um. Well, like I said, this is Sweet t and D and D. Where we talk about the lore and legends of D D monsters, just the tear ups and magic and, items. Uh, magic items my duty for
1: that today. I'm ready. Things. I totally didn't just find it on the internet.
0: See together.
1: Got it. All right. (laughs) Now, and we're also recording Mm. at a new location. Not that you can tell that because this is an audio show and not visual. (laughs) We're at Garrett's house. We're squatting. We're actually gonna build a tent in his backyard, and we're never leaving. (laughs) (laughs) I'll never leave. (laughs) Squatters rights.
0: Oh, I'm definitely. I'm okay with
1: that. I really want a dog. (laughs)
0: Okay, that cat is done with me. (laughs) All cats are. (laughs) She was like, "Yeah, love, love, love. Go die."
1: sorry we're doing an episode beds, <laughs> cat paws cat paws cat. Paws. oh I, oh yeah i'm going first so, <laughs> so welcome like to sweet yet. t and d if you've never listened before cool uh this is this is a podcast where we talk I like about how i did the introduction and, and
0: then you did it all over again i know i'm
1: like it just doesn't hurt it doesn't hurt to remind them why they're here oh jesus <laughs> this is great professional so um, today I'm going to be talking about the Bahir, which is actually recommended by Garrett on Facebook. And so I just, I never thought about monsters talking. I never do sometimes. Like when you think of an NPC who's like an archmage, they're clearly going to talk shit. But a monster who's, this is the quote. I've already eaten three giant bats, six troglodytes, and a mind flayer today, but that's okay. Plenty of room in my belly for you and your friends. Ludo, the Bahir, confronting an adventurers in the lost caverns of, word I can't pronounce. Um, so imagine this thing going, Hey, I'm still hungry. Get in my belly and just, <laughs> ah, blah, blah. <laughs> Bahir. yeah, it's the hungry bastard of deity, except it's still a reptile. So it goes away when it's hungry or filled and just kind of rest for a bit. It takes time to digest. So the Bahir spelled B-E-H-I-R, if you're looking it up on page 25 of the monster manual is a serpentine, like, I would say it's a crocodile and a centipede combined. It's kind of, it's got a lot of legs, which it uses to scuttle. That's scuttle? That just sounds like it's robbing you. Um, it, Which it uses to move very quickly on the ground. Holy crap, it has a speed of 50. It will move very quickly. On the <laughs> All those legs. All it's those better. legs are dragging it through. It um, gives
0: me very much um Alice in the Wonderland caterpillar vibes. Yes, but less but chill. Much more malicious.
1: Very totally it shouldn't because if this was attached to someone's asshole <laughs> oh
0: God, it wouldn't
1: fit unless it was a baby but here <laughs> and it would slip that ass like
0: <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> this is what we do together is, <laughs> i've missed this <laughs> <Mr. Garrett>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's right in the right ear for you is not it <laughs> i always edit it i know what i have to do um <laughs> I can ignore it quite well when it's my own voice. <laughs> I never listen when I talk. So it is a cavern predator because it loves tall places where people have to climb to them and struggle to get to it because um it wants to be a dick like that and wants to make sure that it has to, you know, work hard for its meal as it crawls up a cavern on a side cliff, I see all that stuff. Um however, it swallows its prey whole after which they enter a period of dormancy while they digest
0: it's very soft. It's just little lovey chews. I didn't have breakfast. I'm so hungry.
1: <laughs> lovey chews.
0: <laughs> nom, 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 nom.
1: Is that what they said when they put the centipede together? I'm going to give you some lovey chews.
0: I don't know. That guy was German. I bet he did.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, I feel like we've really progre- regressed back to just mouth <laughs> <laughs> we were so good while you were away and then as soon as you put those headphones on it's time to make awkward squishing sounds (laughs) with their face so they are foes of the dragons but here's were supposedly created by goliaths and giants forever ago and that is because they're just like hey we gotta fight these dragons kind of like the rock they were used to fight dragons as well so um a behir never makes its lair in an area that is known to be inhabited by dragons if a dragon attempts to establish a lair within a dozen miles of the behir's lair the behir is compelled to kill the dragon and drive it off only if the dragon proves too powerful to fight does the behir back down seeking out a new lair site a great distance away
0: I'm gonna hold this question for just a minute but I got a real big one.
1: Okay, um so one thing I did with this is I've used this monster in a campaign and I'm going
0: to bring that shit up. I'm going
1: to bring it up cuz we've done <laughs> it before. And uh, the main reason it focused on our lovely Dragonborn bard at that day was because dragon was in her name and she looked like a dragon. It was like, bitch, and just used like. <laughs> I know on you did. Yeah. Do you want me to get into the stats first or do you want to ask your question?
0: Um okay, stats. so just because I know this one little stat this thing is a cr4 correct
1: no coattle cr4 this is a cr11 oh,
0: 11 then. but dragons are higher than that
1: some of them are depends if it's like i just
0: a... i felt like it was pretty bold to be like oh if you set up around me i'm gonna like kill you i'm like um you look like a bad cave drawing of a dragon i wouldn't <laughs> Without obviously the wings you were made by goliath
1: and a lot of legs
0: like like it's, it's like a bad dragon drawing like yeah. oh i'm gonna make it it's like a balloon animal
1: of a dragon he's <laughs> a balloon animal <laughs> With legs.
0: It reminds me of um, what's his face from Monsters, Inc.? The the bad.
1: Oh, the Randall. Randall. There you are. He squints because he's got glasses. Or he needs glasses. He needs glasses. Yeah. That was like the best backstory joke yes! I've ever seen.
0: That in Monsters, U, they showed him that he didn't like his glasses and that's why he's always to He
1: couldn't turn invisible because glasses. he um, his glasses would show. Because apparently he was naked all other times. And so <laughs> that is what that means. um So with that, But here, it is a huge monstrosity, and it is neutral evil. It has an AC of 17 and 168 hit points with a maximum of 16d12 plus 64, because you're dead. Uh, It has a speed of 50, so it walks at a 50, (laughs) and it can climb at 40, so either way, it's still faster than you at a base speed of 30, and it will catch up. (laughs) That's true. Monks can haul ass um strength is a 23 plus six dexterity is a 16 plus three con is an 18 plus four intelligence seven minus two wisdom 14 plus two charisma 12 plus one so it's really strong and pretty dexterous given all of its legs i guess they move pretty quickly um it has a perception of plus six and a stealth of plus seven it's immune to lightning damage obviously it's made of it uh it's, it has dark vision up to 90 feet and a passive perception of 16 feet which is surprising because its wisdom is a plus two. Uh, it knows draconic. So imagine a creature. It can shit
0: talk you in your own language?
1: In draconic, mm-hmm. yeah. Because it's just there to shit talk dragons. You in particular. Um, and it's a CR 11 for 7,200 XP. Because if you kill this thing, it's worth the XP. But it's going to take a party to take this thing down. I party. Um, I would hover <laughs> around like between 8 till 10. 10, yeah. Somewhere around there, depending on the numbers and running some stats on it.
0: And how many dragonborns are in your party? <laughs> yeah.
1: And will they ever be in a line at one point? <laughs> so uh, unfair. So, um, they do multi attack. It does two attacks, one with its bite and one to constrict. Mm. Uh, it has a plus 10 to hit because it's gonna hit. It has a reach of five feet because it's got a long neck and little arms. Uh, and it does 22 damage <laughs> or, um, A maximum of 36 piercing damage as it bites you. It has constrict, which is also a plus 10. It's only a reach of five feet. Uh, One larger, smaller creature is hit for 17 or 26 bludgeoning damage is the max. Plus um, 17 or 26 slashing damage. This is, I have, I've been awake for very little today. It's math. Okay. It's 2d6 plus 10 bludgeoning followed by 2d6 or two. (laughs) <laughs> fix this in post 2d 10 plus 6 for bludgeoning and 2d 10 plus 6 slashing the target is grappled with an escape dc of 16 if the behir isn't already constrict- constricting a creature and the target is restrained until the grapple ends so it's going to hold you close and squeeze you till your eyes pop out
0: so if you are working with a constricting creature like that how many times can you do the save before this thing has suffocated
1: you Till you run out of hit points.
0: So it would you would take the damage every time. And well, it's
1: an attack, so it's a plus ten to hit. I would say if you're if the character is constricted and the character is restrained, then you have the status effects of restrain, which make it easier to hit you. So they would get advantage on the attacks to constrict you. So yeah, they would just squeeze you until you're dead, okay. unless you fail the DC or unless you succeed on the DC to get out. Which could either be what strength or What if I had
0: boggle oil in my pocket?
1: It depends if it's bringing <laughs> it back.
0: What about a call
1: back? <laughs> it depends if it's in sticky or
0: What if I have bottle in my mode. pocket and he squeezes me so hard it breaks. Do I get advantage on getting out because I'm now the slipperiest?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it was known um, that you had it on your pocket. I would say you'd have a little advantage to squeezing. That's like oiling somebody up but like butter. <laughs> it's like
0: Someone go catch that buttered gnome. For,
1: for warning. The here would be more attracted to attack you because now you smell delicious. And it makes it easier for him to swallow. We
0: don't know if. Oh. He, yeah. We don't know if he's down with boggles.
1: I'm talking about butter. Oh, butter. He might be down with boggles. I don't know. He's down to clown with some boggles.
0: Down to clown. People. <laughs> well, have already stopped listening to us
1: okay <laughs> all right so here's where he if he's not constricting you it gets worse let me explain so, <laughs> right, so uh lightning breath it recharges on a five to a six The here exhales a line of lightning that is 20 feet long and five feet wide each creature in that line must make a dexterity 16 saving throw taking 66 or 12 d10 for a maximum of 120 damage wow um on a failed save, or half as much damage on a successful save. That hurts a lot. I think I hit you with that for like eighty. At oh, point. I got
0: it. it. Was a
1: single. Shot. It was a single line shot, like <laughs> a
0: single shot, and I was like, "Oh,
1: curse you, you scaly bitch!" And then it just lightning.
0: And in no one saved me.
1: <laughs> they did it. <laughs> they went and through
0: the whole encounter.
1: That was the whole thing. Like that, they finished it off pretty quickly because it was a large party of level tens. That's true. And so they got it. They killed this thing before she was even finished with her death saves. And so, um, yeah, that kind of started a whole spiral of another bit of problems. But whatever, trust um, is
0: important within parties. Yeah, and especially if, if one of you is a line evil character. Evilly, yeah. Um, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, the last thing, uh, after it's constricted, it's squeezed, it then swallows. <laughs> um, the, don't we all? Don't we? <laughs> get the boggle oil. Uh, the Bahir <laughs> makes one bite attack against a medium or smaller target. It is grappling. If the attack hits, the target is also swallowed and the grapple ends. While swallowed, the target is blinded and restrained and has a total cover against... Uh, attacks and other effects outside of the behir,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it takes
1: 21 or 66 acid damage for maximum of 36. Oh, wow. um, at the start of each of the behir's turn, a behir can have only one creature swallowed at a time. If a behir takes 30 damage or more on a single turn from a swallowed creature, the behir must succeed on a DC 14 Con save or regurgitate the creature, which falls prone into space 10 feet away. <laughs> uh, if the behir dies, a swallowed creature is no longer restrained, but it by, and it can escape the corpse by using 15 feet of movement, exiting prone. That just... So, just
0: army crawling out of the throat <laughs> of this being. Uh,
1: uh, it's like, why does it smell like I just, butter? I
0: imagine, <laughs> I imagine like Hercules when the cartoon... Cutting out the hydra? Cut the yeah. hydra
1: and... Bleh. Yep. He ends up crushing it to death, doesn't he?
0: Uh, Yeah, the rocks fall. Right? Yeah, the
1: rocks fall and all the hydras die.
0: Somebody call IXII.
1: Yeah, heads.
0: Will you stop with the head chopping thing? <laughs> that was my Danny DeVito impression. <laughs> um, I'm uh, for a campaign. If they do that one live, they have to recast Danny DeVito.
1: Regardless, he's he's getting there, though. It's time to do it now. I mean... In the newest Jumanji. Okay, I was just like. Danny Vito's in the the newest Jumanji? He's in the new one? The second part of the newest one, right? Okay. Okay. Second part of the new one? Well, I mean, it's like Jumanji with Robin Williams. Oh, you mean the remake? Yeah. Uh, Jumanji uh, with the video game, and then Jumanji Video Game 2, I assume? Okay, yeah. I haven't watched trailers. Did not know he was in it, though.
0: I did not know he was in
1: it. Did they bring back, what's his? Donald Glover or Danny Glover? Glover. Which from Community?
0: You mean the oh, old guy? Oh, that is Danny Glover. Danny
1: Glover. Yeah.
0: <laughs> From Lethal Weapon?
1: Yeah. Too old for this. He's still too old for this shit. He's still movie- making movies? didn't do a whole lot. He was just sitting in a chair Fair. the entire time. He was time.
0: there to provide, you know, acting wisdom um, Yes. you know, name Serious the movie. parts
1: to the movie. Jack Black's in it. There's name to it. I love Jack Black.
0: I like Jack Black too, but. It's still Black. Um, Okay, so moving on.
1: <laughs> Tenacious D didn't die for your sins. In the
0: <laughs> of uh, Man, I saw that movie in theaters. It was great. Um, so mine is another um, listener request. D- D- I can't, I, do you, will you pull it up for me, please please, please? please, please, please. I will
1: pull please. it up for you because I'm such a nice person.
0: It's Okay, so the, my monster... I'm assuming it's in a book. I don't know which book it is. But it's the Kuatil and... It was suggested by, by
1: C. Constance thirteen oh five on Instagram.
0: Thank you, C. Constance thirteen oh five from Instagram.
1: Either that, or you wrote it with a stutter, and it's K. Constance. K. <laughs> <It's> Constance. <laughs> but
0: Constance. Sorry, uh, you probably don't get that reference, Constance.
1: Um, you don't know Constance's life.
0: I'm just taking a wild guess.
1: When you assume,
0: <laughs> First of all, the cuatil. Cool <laughs> uh, like I said, we couldn't find it in a book. If If you're listening, Constance please tell me what book's it's in because <laughs> I couldn't find it but I did find it on um, Roll20 um, the Kuitel since there's not a picture on the website it is the winged serpent popular in Mesoamerican um, mythology from way back in the day oh I'm all about that don't you know <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm hella educated
0: <laughs> I'm like really smart <laughs>
1: <laughs> remember last time we couldn't say Piscean or something like related to fish?
0: Oh, the Piscatarian? pescatarian, Piscatarian? I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. Anyway, the trace of this thing. It's... I should go down to the stat block. No, I shouldn't. Okay. I thought it was bigger.
1: It's so small. I get to edit this, sir.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just because on roll twenty they they repeat it. They have it first in a paragraph and then they have a stat block. So I don't have anything else but the stat block, but there's a lot of stuff about the Kuitel, so look it up. Um oh he did not like that. (laughs) Um Kuatil is a medium celestial. It's lawful good. It has a natural armor class of 19. It has 97 up to, I'm not doing this math, 13d8 plus 39 hit points. It has a speed of 30 feet. I'm assuming when it slithers on the ground. And a fly feet of 90. So that sucker's fast.
1: That thing is quick.
0: It is. And terrifying. Because if I see a flying snake, that's, what, 5 to seven feet long no no, no thank
1: you <laughs> snakes should remain on the ground that's their punishment yes. Back on the ground with you god said so <laughs> god said no legs for you you weird lizard and just took its feet away um
0: it has a strength of 16 with a plus 3 a dex of 20 uh with a plus 5 con of 17 plus 3 an intelligence of 18 at a plus 4 a wisdom of 20 with a plus 5 and a charisma of 18 with a plus 4 So it's pretty stacked on all areas. It's not really lacking in anything. Um, It has saving throws with a con plus 5, a wisdom plus 7, and a charisma plus 6. It is resistant to radiant damage, so all you other celestials don't be hatin'. Uh, The damage immunities are psychic, bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical attacks. And uh, it has senses, it has true sight up to 120 feet, and a passive perception of 15. Uh, It languages, it says all. <laughs> all. all. And telepathy uh, up to 120 feet. So does it speak or does it just use telepathy? Does it use both in all languages? We'll never know. It's the winged serpent. It, Yeah. It's colorful, though, in the <laughs> and art. And it's, it's medium-sized. So What's its, it's alignment? About, um, good, uh, good. Lawful. It's, it's, good. it's all right. I mean, It'll it's be... not going to hurt you, but it's going to be scary as all get out coming at you.
1: Any snake that has it's wings. Like,
0: it's like with the, the bone golem we had last episode, and it's unaligned. And I was like, man, I can't imagine if that thing was supposed to help you because it's just bone fragments just on top of each other in a humanoid shape. and It's terrifying to look at. So I, was like, I can't imagine if this thing tries to come and help you. The urge to murder it would be way too strong.
1: So this is completely off topic, but related to the bone golem. And um, so in geology, oh, do you know how to test whether a rock is a bone or a rock? You do lick it. It's a porous surface, so it sticks to your tongue. You can lick a bone golem to see which parts of it are human.
0: Well, that was mainly
1: just so I could make that sound in Garrett's the worst.
0: ear. Um, but.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> we missed you. Um, Okay. <laughs> so it's a CR4, like I was wrong before, and I said that to your monster. My monster is a CR4 with 1100 XP. It has an 8 spell casting. The Kuatil spellcasting ability is Charisma with a spell save uh, 14. Sorry, I thought this one knocked the door. It can innately cast the following spells requiring only verbal components. So I guess it does talk. At will, it can do detect evil and good, detect magic, and detect thoughts. And three times a day, it can do bless, create food and water, cure wounds, lesser restoration, protection from poison, sanctuary. And at one time a day, it can do... Uh, Dream? Dream. Dream? I guess a spell? Yeah, Have you ever heard spell. of it? spell. Oh, i never heard of that it's,
1: one. It's you can either, I think you communicate long distances in Dream, or you give people visions and stuff like that.
0: Oh, dope. I want that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's telling you secrets and stuff in your dreams. It's, I
0: mean, it's a celestial, so it's coming from some sort of heavenly place. They like, get like an
1: hour to like fuck with your dreams, but in a good way, I guess, if he's good. Alain. I mean, it's
0: going to... Tell y'all the secrets. Um, <laughs> uh, dream, Greater Restoration, and Scrying. Mm. It Magic weapons. The Kuatil's weapons attacks are magical. I don't want to know how it's holding anything. Uh, the Kuatil is immune to scrying and to any effect that would sense its emotions, read its thoughts, or detect its location. As actions, it has a bite attack. It's a plus eight to hit or reach a five feet for one creature. On a hit, it does one D six plus five. Piercing damage. The target must succeed on a DC thirteen con saving throw or be poisoned for twenty four hours. Um until this poison ends, the target is unconscious. Oh wow.
1: Oh damn. So you're
0: d- wow, that's weird.
1: Sleepy sleepy little. <laughs> the target
0: is on DC thirteen. Quadle. Or be poisoned for twenty four hours until this poison ends, the target is unconscious. Yeah. Another creature can use an action to shake the target awake. Oh, so you're just sleeping. Yeah. You just you're just a little sleepy sleep.
1: I would sell that as a sleep aid.
0: Um, instead of snake oil, it's oil. Instead of
1: like linesta, it's like kwaatol oil. Just kuitel like oil. just one drop is all it takes.
0: You know, that could be a really evil person who has like one of these chained up and mm, is milking them snake oil.
1: I regret saying milking it, but yeah,
0: <laughs> I have nipples. Could you milk me? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can milk man.
0: You know, I'm going to go right back to this. That's, I don't want to touch that. has constrict. Oh, look at that. Um, it's a melee weapon attack, a plus six to hit, or reach a reach of 10 feet. Ha! Um, one you know, medium.
1: That or... tiny creature has five more feet of reach. Because it's using of...
0: its body, not its wheel alarm. <laughs> I got you! <laughs> it's using the whole seven feet of its body. Um, all right, a reach of 10 feet one medium or smaller creature on a hit it's 2d6 plus 3 bludgeoning damage the target is grappled uh, an escape dc of 15 until this grapple ends the target is restrained and the kuatil can't constrict another target it also has change shape the kuatil magically polymorphs into a humanoid or beast that has a cr rating equal to or lesser than its own Or back into its true form. It reverts to its true form if it dies. Any equipment it is wearing or carrying is absorbed by or borne by the new form of the Kuatil's choice. In a new form, the Kuatil retains its game statistics and ability to speak. But its AC, movement, mode, strength, dex, and other actions are replaced by those of the new form. And it gains any statistics and capabilities except class features, legendary actions, and lair actions that the new form has but that it lacks. If the new form has a bite attack, the Kuatil can use its bite in that form.
1: Huh. So, oh, sleepy, you can, sleepy. Get,
0: you can get bit by a human and just, ah. <laughs>
1: you could always bite as a human. That would be the worst way to find out that that's what you're dealing with. Someone gets mad at you and bites you and you're just like, sleepy,
0: sleepy. <laughs> just like, oh, let me see. <laughs> and just, shh. <laughs> that would, I feel like that could be a, uh, like someone's, in like someone's player. Someone's character is a They're cool. secretly a kuatil and we can look up in D beyond. Don't do
1: this to us! Don't make us look it up again. It's Let's always sad it's a when you like, yeah, I'm half lizard. uh
0: I'm half kuatil I'm half
1: celestial wizard lizard, celestial lizard. Oh, uh,
0: let me see real quick. Space lizard. Oh, it is not a playboy. On oh DVDs. no! At least I don't see it as it.
1: I would use it. It sounds like it's scrying is like a fifth level spell, though. So it's it's a high level caster if you were to be it.
0: I mean, you could also save some of those like as its class features, or that once you get to that level, it'll get re- yeah. the spells. Yeah. But it's. I mean, it's Even super so. dope looking.
1: Majestic.
0: Ca-caw. I mean, it looks pretty badass. I mean for a winged snake that looks terrifying
1: hey it's got to get around one way or another
0: it does but it chose to fight i bet
1: all the regular snakes are jealous as hell
0: what oh like, regular snakes regular
1: yes. snakes they're just like look at that our weird flying cousin yes. we don't talk about him
0: <laughs> there's this it's a little um cutaway in family guy and it's it's the caterpillars, and it's like, do you think that a butterfly still cares what the caterpillar thinks? And it's like, look at me now, you bitch. I got wings. <laughs> <laughs> and he, like, flies away. All right.
1: I, I have a magic item.
0: Tell me what it is. I'm dying it It's
1: called Sidrus's Swearing Sword. <laughs> Loved by jerks and many bards, this sword keeps swearing to demotivate its enemies. It's a mechanic, is a um, plus one magic sword. It is sentient and has the following traits. Intelligence, six, minus two. Wisdom, six, minus two. Charisma, 16, plus three. Um, its alignment <laughs> is chaotic, stupid. No. After hitting an enemy you with the, it's that. in the description. It's homebrewed, <laughs> but still, yeah. So, its alignment is chaotic, stupid. After hitting an enemy with this sword, he must succeed on a wisdom, safety, a wisdom saving throw against a DC-13. If he fails, he gets insulted by the swords and receives 1d4 psychic damage. No. The insults are mostly random and stupid like you're a rotting um, ogre an insult to ogres. It's really bad at doing it. It does require attunement, and it's and you must be chaotic in alignment.
0: So it's like um doing
1: It's like um vicious mockery, there right? There you go. Yeah, I was like what's that spell called? So it's like vicious mockery without imposing the ne- the disadvantage But that'd be fun. It's a plus one, so it gets an extra damage plus a d4. Um, It is created by. uh, It was shared via Magua's Magic Item Compendium, and it says copyright 2018 by the Knights of the Steel. So I found this on Pinterest, as we always find things on Pinterest. Man,
0: if I didn't think I'd find such. What?
1: He loves Pinterest.
0: No, he's laughing at me because I'm trying not to make noise with my drink, and it's not (laughs) successful.
1: <laughs> You're a I told you I was a Hufflepuff. <laughs> no, it. you voluntarily went Hufflepuff. Um,
0: yeah, I did. Hashtag no going back, hashtag no regrets. <laughs> like I'm totally content with this. Uh mm, what was I gonna say? Mm, mm, I had something <laughs> and I forgot. I don't know. <laughs>
1: um,
0: hey, it's called sweet tea and in indeed. I'm the only one pulling my weight here. I know,
1: I forgot a drink today. <laughs>
0: I made a point to go to the store and get, get a tea. tea.
1: That's true. <laughs> There's been some days where I'm just sitting and drinking. I, I have bought Kane's tea recently and just leave it in the fridge. Just shake it into the mic. Make it official. Yeah. Now, that's how you know. I it's can't in make styrofoam.
0: Otherwise, it'd be a lot louder.
1: Yeah. trust uh, the tips. Thank you. So, for today's tips, we've talked about railroading in the past and when it's okay to get your players to focus for once. Okay. Um, but sometimes... They get a little off the tracks, right? Yes. I'm trying to make a railroad metaphor and it's not working so well. Um. So when you're off Maybe that you rail,
0: tie him down. Someone would
1: say off the rails. Yeah, there we go. If there it's off go. the rails, thank you, thank you for that. Tracks, rails. What's that's the difference? That's why we need him. That's why. Yeah, that's what you're here for. <laughs> you're here to press the remote on your button. That is literally a...
0: and keep us from go- getting derailed.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh <I> gotta... purpose. <laughs> <laughs> You can feel it. You can feel the need. So um, in terms of derailing, this often happens when you give... I'm not going to say red herrings, but the player's too many options. Like I understand having like a shopping resting day and doing stuff like that in the game. Montage. Yeah, shopping montage. <laughs> it's it's helpful to have those because one, the characters get to You give them a reason to stick together because they have a budget now that they could spend and have fun with. But when it comes to like oh we really need to see this character and then you give them in that weird NPC on the railroad or on the path of life as they're passing through town and they're just like this is more important now this is what we're focusing on plot no
0: I feel like that really ties into last week's tip of information overload if you give them too much information if there's too many options chances are they're not going to pick the one that you as the DM really want them to go down Make it something limited to what you have and what you're going to actually use and what you have planned.
1: Mm -hmm. And this is more of a problem if you're not good at improv. Improvisation for D&D is really good if you can use it to get them back on topic. Like, say there's an NPC they're supposed to meet at the certain location who's going to give them the next quest or that's going to trigger the next quest or whatever. Sometimes you just got to make it somebody else or drag them there out of curiosity or just bring them into the place. You might have to improv some other encounter occurring. Um, when it comes to, like, railroading, that, whenever it comes to, like, the players leaving the beaten path, like, oh, you're in a large city. Like, say you're in Waterdeep. Everything's in Waterdeep freaking water deep they have every shop imaginable is there there's a district for everything right and so what I would just give the players is the information that they know it's available they're the ones who get to push whether or not they're going to it or not You're not dragging them down the city streets and be like, there's stuff here if you don't want to do it. You can just say, you have a few days to sit and rest. What do you want to do? And you'll find that some of the players are like, well, I sleep and twiddle my thumbs or I read a book or I research this. And you give them an opportunity to kind of dig around on their own. But when it comes to the straight up plot line, maybe you're giving an encounter every now and then or you've made a fun NPC that you want to throw in there. But if you're trying to keep them on track, Force them if you need to, but make sure that, again, it's still, a like, fun at the table. You don't want to make it where, oh, well, we only ever do the Bane plot line. Because the joy of Legend of Zelda and the joy of Skyrim is to do all the side quests and then walk up to the boss and be like, you're dead, and just kill him in one shot.
0: Have you played a lot of Zelda games?
1: <laughs> not in Zelda. Zelda's not.
0: I feel like that doesn't happen.
1: In Unless you're, like, <laughs> beating Ganondorf with a fishing, uh, fishing rod. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) but for like, (laughs) sorry, for other games like Skyrim, you can just side quest your ass off. Final
0: Fantasy does that too. Yeah, you can, and Final Fantasy, sorry, might be um, even a little bit better because if you don't take some of those side quests, there's shit you can't get. There's Mm -hmm. stuff you will you will not get. Period. If you do not do certain side quests, and some of them even within a certain amount of time, Mm because after a certain event happens, you can't go back to do something.
1: And time is super important in this. If you're working on a major plot that is an issue, show that time has passed. It doesn't seem like it as sessions approach. And because that's that's one of the big the hardest problems between D&D sessions, depending on how long they are, depends on how long how much time has passed in a game. And so whether you have your own in calendar game, whatever you're looking at. You can just say, hey, it's this day. If you're creating your own world, it doesn't hurt to do this. Um, critical Roles, Taldori has its own one. I think the Player's Handbook might have a calendar type thing in it. I'm not 100% sure on that. I don't remember. But make up your own calendar, make up your own days. How many days are in a year? Blah, 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 blah. How many hours are in a day? You can fuck with that. Your earth <laughs> might not feel like the same so as mine. You, you are make God. This up. <laughs> do whatever you want. But. And I find this like, as I'm, I just listened to Critical World before we recorded this, and they're on that timeline of, okay, well, my house is crumbling into dust. I need to make sure I fix that. Or there's a con coming up, Traveler Cons coming up, right? So whenever you're doing this, there's always the, well, we have so many weeks for this. We have so many weeks until this. Put everything on a time scale to put pressure on the players. Yeah. It's not a lot. You're giving them weeks. There's a cat. Uh, and so you just have to put it on a scale that is intimidating but not too rushed, unless you want it to feel rushed. Around, big bad guy isn't. No, yeah, no big bad guys waiting around for the party to show up. They're doing their evil deeds. That's how villainy works. Villainy waits for no one. It
0: it never sleeps.
1: Villainy never sleeps.
0: I feel like Darkwing Duck. Is yeah. <laughs>
1: and with with that in mind, though, if something is super important. <laughs> Like, let's say you. Um... <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. We're oh, I'm at sorry. Garrett's house and his cat just wanted to make sweet, sweet love to Zach all up in the microphone. Yes,
1: he did. Um, so he's going to bite me. I could feel it because I'm not paying attention as I'm doing this. Um, so one of the other things that I really like is sometimes Mercer will just slam a uh, sand clock. What are those called? Oh, yeah. Sand clocks. Sand... Those aren't the right
0: <laughs> time. The timers. Yeah. hourglasses <laughs>
1: like thank you
0: the thingy <laughs>
1: <laughs> I am not an educated man <laughs> 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 Mr. Garrett <laughs> Mike your cat loves me more than you so I, I'm winning <laughs> I, <laughs> I love <laughs> that you guys.
0: so much now <laughs> I want one that lasts a whole day <laughs>
1: Ah, yes, the sand clock.
0: Turn the sand clock. (laughs) Papa, turn the sand clock. All
1: right, so using your sand clock for like a minute, whatever you're setting it to, five minutes, however long. Because, one, watching sand go by is scary, but you looking at a digital clock is probably not as terrifying. Yeah, just, oh, I love doing that too. Throwing a random dice roll. Yep. Oh
0: my gosh, if you want to see people sweat. <laughs>
1: yeah. And that's something else you can do is random encounters start throwing them off. Like maybe your big bad guy has some type of layer action or regional effect. That starts triggering as the party takes more time or as they get closer but get distracted. So kind of kind of think of it as, is it the moon that comes crashing down in oh, yeah. Zelda? Yeah, like you, you want to set a clock. And it maybe it's a creepy moon ready to collide with that the earth that just
0: scowls at you the whole dang so game. damn
1: time so damn long. But you want to make sure there's a sense of urgency if your players are getting lost. That's the easiest thing to do. I just think it's here just to hit the rod. I'm gonna get I'm gonna lose teeth when this thing smashes <laughs> it into my face. Hello. <laughs> ah! So
0: um, I remember I was playing a game with our current DMDN and it was not D&D. It was Monster of the Week. We were playing zombies. Um. <laughs> But she did that. She would bring out a little timer.
1: Was it a sand you, clock?
0: It was a sand clock, and uh, you had to, and you don't know what it's counting down to because mm-hmm. she never said anything. And I was like, "What's that for?" She goes, "You'll find out." But you need yeah. to, you need to act fast. And I was like, "Oh no!" I'm <laughs> like, "What am I gonna do?" It so it it forces you to work together, to make a decision fast, to do a lot of things that you normally wouldn't do in D and D because you feel
1: like you just have all the time in the freaking world. Mm-hmm. So. Sand clock.
0: Sand clock.
1: Buy yourself a good sand TM.
0: clock.
1: We should do branded sand clocks. <laughs> Sweet tea and D&D sand clocks. All of them have no known unit of time. It's just it has a single grain of, of sand. sand. 65 seconds. <laughs> 65 seconds. Who has time to stick to a minute? Just give him a little extra. Give him that extra five seconds. It's,
0: actually like 50 seconds. <laughs> it's, it's
1: a minute-ish. It's a, one-ish minutes. It's
0: about. Sweet tea and
1: D&D. TM. <laughs> thanks for
0: listening. <laughs> all right well speaking of thank you for listening right
1: yeah thanks for listening
0: um if,
1: <laughs> I'll say it and again. that's all no um
0: <laughs> if you are listening to us i imagine you found us on one of our podcasters at sweet t and d and d separate words um but if you are looking for us on social media on facebook twitter um instagram all that jazz it's sweet t and d and d all one word And uh, you'll find us there. We're always taking um, listener suggestions, your player stories, your DM stories, anything. Uh, The past two episodes have been listener request. If you have a request for a monster, even if it's uh, homebrew, as long as we have the stats and everything, we will be happy to check it out. Um, And if it's
1: something like interesting that maybe you wrote yourself and you want us to go over, send it our way. We love looking at homebrew content. It's fun. It is fun. Especially if you're making up weird magic items. So, we want to thank our magic item creator uh, that we used today, which I already mentioned, and I don't have it out, but thank you. We'll put you in the show notes for sure. So, yeah, you can uh, check us out on our sweet T and dot because Jamie didn't mention the website because <laughs> she always forgets where you can find our show notes where we talk about the creators, the music we used, our graphic for our, our page, our picture. <laughs> I don't the picture for picture. guys i said sand clock i'm clearly <laughs> not here like I'm, there's a cat in my lap but i haven't felt this much joy in a long time so i'm sorry
0: we're getting ready to watch some foosball
1: <laughs> no we're not, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I will not. Okay, no. I'm gonna do other things so yeah goodbye, goodbye. <laughs>